Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I am your host. This podcast is about my personal experiences, stories, and events with dealing with borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as BPD. My experiences with BPD is due to my wife, now ex-wife, who I have been with for 34 years, was diagnosed with BPD in 2012. And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands, but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck. I'm your host. And today's episode is called Rationalizing for Them. And the main premise of this episode is um, hopefully you can use this tool that I've been using. My wife will give a scenario with a delusion, and I'll rationalize for her and give her, you know, scenarios. Um, that are more in touch with reality and a lot of times it's gotten out of uh, some pretty heavy fights and got me out of some pretty heavy pickles that um, otherwise would have been some pretty deep arguing but anyways um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you again for listening Again, thank you for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. So today's episode, Rationalizing for Them, has been a tool that I've been using, and I'm not saying it's 100% effective, but even if it worked one time in a scenario for me, to me, it's considered effective. And I'll give you some examples. Um, And the way I used it and believe it or not a lot of things have to work with the tone you use and I found this um, to be true and it's weird I actually learned about it when I was learning up a segment on training our dog and it was saying how you can look at a dog and say um, good boy and the tone you use he'll kind of cower down so it's not the word you use it's the tone you use or you can say, bad boy, oh, you're such a bad boy, and he's going to wag his tail. So the same thing works with people. Now, um, you know, here's an example. Like, my wife has some delusions that are pretty far out of this world, and sometimes I've even wondered the difference between a delusion and a hallucination, but... Um, 
there'll be something that will trigger her and all of a sudden well, as a matter of fact a lot of times what will trigger her is I try to make sure I don't drink a lot of liquids before we go to bed is um, during the night if I get up and go to the bathroom she'll accuse me of either you know passing a note through a window or um, sneaking somebody in um, she'll say you know you didn't have to go to the bathroom so you know many times before I, I've even and here's what sucks is like we won't be in an argument I'll wake up and I'll wake her up and I'll say you know I gotta go to the bathroom do you want to go with me and she's like why do I want to go with you I said so you know I'm going to the bathroom and that alone will start a fight so she thinks I'm starting to fight by doing that like trying to be a wise ass and I'm not I'm trying to prevent a fight because when I don't and I come back you didn't need to go to the bathroom what were you doing when you were in there did you text somebody did you pass a note through the window so sometimes it's damned if you do damned if you don't but anyways so there was one time um, I actually didn't just have to go pee I had to take a little longer in the bathroom um, I had to do number two so anyway so I came back in and she goes you can just don't worry about getting back in this bed get your shit and get out and I said well, why now because I went to the bathroom she said give me a break she goes I heard the basement door who the fuck are you sneaking in through the basement window I said the basement window what do you what I said the basement windows little tiny basement windows I go what are you talking about she goes sneaking people into the basement window I go are you kidding me right now? I go, why wouldn't I not sneak them through the back door if I'm going to sneak somebody in? She goes, because the back door is squeaky and you have to slam it hard to shut it. I go, if I was going to sneak somebody in, I wouldn't slam it shut. So right there, the tone I used was being very condescending. But at the same time, I shouldn't have to cower down and use, you know, a nice tone. You know, it, that was a ridiculous question. So anyway, so I kind of changed it up. So... Kind of same scenario. I had gone to the bathroom, and she um, had said the same thing. She had said about uh, sneaking people in the basement and, and having sex with them in the basement. And I said, okay, can I just talk to you for a minute? I said, I want to talk to you. And, I'm, and I tell her right away, if I have a tone that may seem, you know, being wise-ass or condescending, I'm not, I'm not. But just understand, I'm a little confused right now. I said... Why would I come here, beg you to come here, when half the time you don't let me come here? I beg to come here. Why would I tell somebody to meet me at my wife's house, sneak them in the basement, risk you coming downstairs and catching me, risk them being in the house, risk you calling the cops and having them arrested, when I could just meet them before I come here, or... Every third or fifth day when you tell me to leave, meet them afterwards. And she'll say something like, because that's how sick you are. So again, I know she's going to say that. So I said, it's got nothing to do with how sick or I am not. Don't you think that that person, I would want to be with them rather than you? If there's a girl out there that at the snap of a finger I can say, hey, in the middle of the night, when I'm ready to go to the bathroom, drive all the way up to my wife's house. Let me sneak you in a dirty, stinky basement. Have sex with you. And then go back upstairs, but then leave. So I'm not going to spend any quality time with you, watch TV with you, hang out with you. Just have quick, dirty sex and leave. Wouldn't I want to be with a woman who would be willing to go through all that just to have sex with me? 
rather than somebody that I have to fight with and beg just to come up here just to hang out with. So right there I'm given options and trying to make her realize. And she'll come up with wise-ass answers after that. And I just leave it at that. So she can think at her own leisure. Yeah. There's another time we were out at the garage. She heard some noises in the woods. And she accused me of later on trying to meet somebody in the woods and having sex with them. So again, I said, listen, not being wise, let's look at these scenarios. If I'm going to have sex with somebody, number one, I'm not going to tell them to meet me at my wife's house. Number two, it's hot outside. There's mosquitoes everywhere. There's bugs, crawly things in the dark. So I'm going to lay in the woods on the ground, possibly having bugs crawling in my underwear, have sex with somebody on sticks and leaves. When I could have sex in the backseat of my brand new car, which is clean with leather seats. Um, and I always have blankets in the trunk and close the windows where there's no mosquitoes which would be a lot more enjoyable and more comfortable. Or I could do it at my place in a clean bed, again with screens, air conditioning, no mosquitoes. Why would I want to do it in the woods with dirty sticks and leaves and mosquitoes biting my bare butt? Does that make any sense at all? Now she'll come back with a snappy response, but again, I make her think about that. Yeah, that's true. So when I say about rationalizing for them, give you know, and tell them, I'm not trying to start a fight, but to me, you're saying something that's ridiculous. So if I give you these responses and you take them as ridiculous, that's you taking them as ridiculous. You know what? But I'm not trying to be ridiculous. So throw that at them. And if they keep throwing more things at you, like, no, because that's how sick you are. That's how disgusting you are. This and that. You know what? That's your opinion. There's my answers. Have a great day. And leave it at that. Because you know what? I'll just carry on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Every time they throw something out there and you try to respond to it. Just give possible, rational scenarios and leave it at that. Those two scenarios have never been brought up again. Never got brought up again. Now, again, there's been other scenarios, the same thing. She'll say, you know, I'm doing something. So I'll give, again, rational options and say, I don't think I would do this when there's these options available. If I was going to do that, I definitely wouldn't. You know, I don't know why you think I would. But number one, I absolutely wouldn't. But if I was, I would choose these options over that. And, you know, like I said, so, no, because you're sick, you'll do this. No, I'm sorry. I'm really not into dirty leaves and sticks getting into my clothes um, and having sex on top of dirty leaves. And who else knows what could crawl on my butt when we're having sex in the woods? You know, and I'm trying not to be disgusting or anything. But, you know, if you're going to say that I'm going to have sex in the woods at the dark... Those are true possible scenarios. You could have things crawling on you, mosquitoes biting your butt. You know, so if you're going to take it as being wise, I'm sorry, but that's just a fact. So if you're going to throw something out there, that's the only thing I can come back with. But give rational options. A car where I can shut the windows and not get bit. My apartment, air conditioning, windows, not get bit. And it's worked many times on many, many different scenarios. So... Anyways, this is kind of a short episode, but I just figured I'd give it a shot and um, see what you guys think. But other than that, everybody have a great day. Thank you. You've been listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. I hope you enjoyed the show. 
And please check out my many other episodes. I hope you get some beneficial suggestions from my experiences. And remember, we're all responsible for our own choices. I'd like to remind you that if you have someone in your life with BPD, try to understand them and love them as much as you can because they find it so hard to be able to understand themselves and love themselves. So thank you again and have a happy life.